This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Alicata back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the Mets and really placing specific blame. Yesterday, I said the season was over. The Mets are done. As far as you know, winning the World Series or having those type of expectations, I still think they'll make the postseason. If they didn't, I mean, it's a whole another level of disaster. But the division is over. Their season, as far as hoping that this team can win a World Series, that is over. As for this game, and I know a lot of fans, and it's going to be the narrative throughout the day, they're going to be upset with Buck Showalter, which is just ridiculous. This is not his fault. Now, you want to be upset about some of the words that he said, where he said he was proud that the team, he meant that the team battled back offensively after getting down 3 nothing, where they easily could have rolled over and died, which we've seen plenty of times before. They didn't. They come back, they get the lead. You know, they had two three-run leads, or uh, excuse me, a three three-run leads in this game last night, and they blew them all, of course. But the offense was not the problem. And when Buck was using the word proud afterward, that's what he was saying. And he even used the word positive, which I have an issue with that word because really there shouldn't be anything positive coming from anything that happened with the Mets in Atlanta. However, the offense scoring 10 runs, Alvarez being a beast, I, I get what Buck was trying to do. He's trying to make it like it's not the end of the world here where we are going to make it like it's the end of the world or the end of the season for the team. The reality is it's not. So he's trying to pick them up at a time where they're down. I get it. I get that fans don't want to hear it as well. I understand that. But let's not get lost in what the real issue is because it has nothing to do with Buck Showalter or anything Buck Showalter said. The Mets' real issue is Justin Verlander. The Mets' real issue is Max Scherzer. The Mets' real issue is Francisco Lindor. To a lesser extent, Lindor. Really, it's those two guys, Scherzer and Verlander. That's how this team is built, and they haven't been good enough. Max wasn't last year when it counted the most. Neither of them have been this year. That's why they lost this series. This is how this team is built to win with these two guys. That's why when they, you, know, you look at it and say, hey, it's going to be Scherzer and Verlander, go get two out of three minimum. And they each had three-run leads to boot. Not only 
were they going? They had a 4-1 lead, and Verlander had a, well, at least 5-3 lead. Oh, no, he did have a 6-3 lead. Yeah, he had a 3-1 lead as well. They each had three-run leads. And they each blew it and gave it up. That is why the Mets are where they are right now. That's why I don't trust this team, even if they do get into the postseason. And you're going to have the narrative all year long, oh, they just got to get in. The Phillies did it last year. Look, though, the Phillies last year, they weren't any good, and then they made it to the World Series. The Mets just have to get in the playoffs. The division doesn't matter. Bullcrap. That's garbage. That's the aberration. And by the way, the Phillies lost the World Series, so let's not make it like you know, they won it. They didn't. You wouldn't be happy if your team made the World Series and lost. Not the Mets. Not with the highest payroll. But the reason why the Mets are in fourth place right now, uh, fourth place right now, the reason why the Mets shouldn't have hope to win a World Series is because it's going to be the same narrative all year long. Wait till we get into the postseason and you'll have Scherzer and Verlander and anything could happen in a short series. Yet, we saw that happen a year ago and it failed. We saw it now happen in a, you know, even in the regular season and it hasn't worked with Scherzer and Verlander. Why would anybody think that that's going to change come October, assuming that the Mets are there and assuming that both these guys are healthy? And even if they are, they haven't been good enough. Also deserving blame, Drew Smith. Enough of him. He's got to go. Whatever bust they get Daniel Vogel back out of here on, Drew Smith should be on it with him. For years, we've been hearing about Drew Smith, and I was going to be an impact arm out of the bullpen. This is the one year they actually needed him to be that because of the loss with Edwin Diaz. Buck needs guys he could trust back there. He's got nothing. Robertson's it, and they've been going to the whip with him. He's gonna get. He's bound to give up a homer at some point. He did, unfortunately, last night at the worst time possible, which you knew was going to happen. It was predictable as anything else. But that game was lost when Drew Smith gave up a two-run homer to Travis Darno of all people. Drew Smith is horrible. He doesn't belong in the major leagues. So you want to place blame for last night's loss with the Mets? Justin Verlander deserves the most blame. Drew Smith would be second. Down the list, but he would be second. And beyond that, you know, any words that come out of Buck Walter's mouth afterward really don't mean anything. You're just angry and want somebody to take it out on, and you know you can't fire Verlander. And you know that even moving on from Daniel Vogelback is not going to be that it's not going to quench that thirst. You want to talk about the manager getting fired, the general manager getting fired, and that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. It's not happening this year, and nor should it. The players got to be better. For years with the Mets, it was about not having enough players, not going out there and being aggressive, signing the right players, or spending enough money. Now they've done that, to their credit. As an organization, they're fine. They're in a great place with Steve Cohen as the owner. It's going to take time to dig out of the mess, to dig out of the rut that they've been in. And unfortunately, even though he spent the most money, and even though the money was spent on two of the more consistent, productive players that we've seen in a long time, 
uh, their age, it hasn't worked out. And my issue would not be with signing those two, but more with the philosophy of relying on the starting pitching and making that your identity. That was clearly what Billy Epler was trying to do. This coming, of course, after it failed a year ago. That philosophy failed a year ago. We've said it a hundred times. I'll say it one more time. They had everything lined up the way that they wanted to. Whatever happened before that didn't matter. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. And they lost the Brave series, all of them, and they got beat in a wild card round. So he doubles down on that philosophy saying pitching, 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 more pitching. Forget the offense. We're okay with the offense. Pitching. And what happens? Again, the pitchers fall flat and the team doesn't crumble, but the team goes right there with them. Without that starting pitching, consistent, top-notch, good starting pitching, the Mets continue to lose games. That's why I think you got to build with the offense, like Atlanta. That's how you want to build a team. With everyday players who impact the game every day, not every fifth day. Touched on the Yankees and concerns about Luis Severino, also about you know playing without Aaron Judge and not knowing a timetable on his return with that toe issue. But the Yankees' issues are mild compared to that of the Mets, who are going nowhere fast, have lost six straight games. They're going to feel the heat. Bucks starting to feel the heat, not like as in getting fired, but at some point, this can't continue. Something is going to have to change. As Gary Cohen said on the broadcast last night, if this continues, changes are going to be made. Now, what those changes are, we'll find out. But you just can't keep continuing down this path here. 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kev? Oh, my God, Sal, man. You're you that type of brother that every, everybody would love to have, man, like, I don't know if you remember the Avengers in the last movie, right? You remember uh, that part when Captain America grabbed um, Thor's hammer? No. You don't remember that part? He I don't grabbed, think I saw okay, that one. I checked out about 15 Avengers ago. Okay, when it was like the end of the, you know, the last, the last battle, like, you know, it was like the end of everything. Captain, supposedly nobody's supposed to touch on Thor's hammer, right? Because it's only Thor can grab it. So Captain America grabbed the helmet and like he smashed it on everybody. That's what you did with those radio guys from from Atlanta. You know, I'm oh, so God. proud of you. Well, thank you, well, me, thank you Kevin. Don't take it from Kevin. I, I appreciate that. And let me tell you something. Um, it's good to have you back and good to have you back at the same time. Like, you know, that's what makes you a special person and a special fan and everything. And if he, Uncle Steve is listening to these um. Today, he should kind of like give you an opportunity in the front office, like a special advice or something, <laughs> because you're speaking the truth. Hey, yeah. it sounds funny, but take it from me. Oh, I no, I don't need to be in the front office. Here's what I would like to do. I don't want to be in the front office, although I would set those guys straight as well. Uh, I'd like to set the team straight. Hey, hey, guys, that's, show that's some sack here. About, relating to the team. But listen, let me, let me make my GM point. Three names I got to go down. Tommy Hunter, Drew Smith, Mark Vientos. I love the guy, but they got to go down. Three names that got to come up. Ronnie Mauricio, Mike Bazzi, and Bryce Monte de Oca to the ball. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't know uh, two of the three, although uh, Diaka I think I've heard of before. But uh, look, Diaka it, is on uh, triple A with Mauricio, and Bazzi is on double A. He's throwing flame trial with oh, the kid. He's in double A. 
with a pony. Yeah, they. Hold on, hold on a sec, Kev. Flea, say that on the air, what you just told me here. Montes Dioka, we saw him briefly last year. He had Tommy John surgery at the end of spring training, so not going to see him that's for a why, while. That's why I know his name, because I read that as a news story on SNY at some point. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. The other guy, Vassal, he's talking about is in double A, so he's not coming up anytime soon, and Mauricio's not coming up. Kev, you're not going to get those three guys up here, not at least at this point. Oh, man. But I'm telling you, we got uh, forget about <laughs> Bogey Walker. You see, I didn't even mention him. Bogey Walker no. is out of my yeah, He's irrelevant. Well, you told I told you my keys, Kevin, for success here. Well, until I take the Mets seriously, they have to get uh, to five hundred. That's number one. Number two, they got to release Vogel back, and number three, they got to release or DFA uh, or send down Drew Smith. Like, those guys got to go. Vogel back has to go. Drew Every Smith night. has to go, and they got to get to five hundred. And that's just to to get back in the okay. Now I might be able to take them somewhat seriously. That's decent. Listen, I 100% agree with you. There's no other choice. For now, what we got to focus is how we're going to make the playoffs. How we're going to get secure that, that wild card spot over there. It doesn't even matter. It does, it does, thank you for the call, Kev. It doesn't even matter. Big deal, make the wild card. Now, I understand it's important to make the postseason in consecutive years as they start to build something here, but... Look, in a year where you go into the season with the highest payroll in baseball, the expectations are essentially World Series or bust. Now, I know not every year is going to result in a World Series win, and there still are some years in there, you know, like 2017, for example, with the Yankees, where that was a year where the Yankees were not expected to do anything. It was a rebuilding year. So even though they fell short, a game short of getting in the World Series, that was a great season, 2017. You can have great, fun seasons without winning at all. This would not be one of them for the Mets. This is a year that they needed to build off of what they did a year ago. This is a year where they were expected to be one of the best teams in baseball. And they are playing like garbage. And we're going to go nuts about getting swept by Atlanta because it hurts, because that's been the team that's been beating the Mets like a drum for 30 years, and nothing changes down there. That's the team that embarrassed the Mets last year, stole the division from them. That's the team that mocks and laughs and does whatever they want. They have their way with the Mets. So obviously it's going to hurt more when, again, the Braves sweep the Mets and embarrass them and dominate them. However, this is a team that is also, they just got swept by the Blue Jays. They've lost six in a row. They lost two of three to the Cubs, lost two of three to the Rockies. Think of all the bad teams that they've lost series to. The Reds, the Nationals, the Tigers. They've had exactly, let's see, they had a, a decent West Coast trip. So I'm going to give them, like, the Mets have had two good weeks this entire year. The West Coast trip where they swept the A's, the worst team in the league, actually trying to lose games. Swept the A's and beat the Dodgers two out of three. And then they took two out of three from the Rays and swept the Guardians. That's it. They've had four good series. I'm not even counting the A's series. I'm sorry. I don't care. They've had three good series. Two total good weeks of baseball, and we're mid-June. So this is not just, oh, they're good, but...
but they're not good enough to compete with the Braves. No, they're nowhere near good enough to compete with the Braves. Like, not even remotely on their level. Not in the same stratosphere as the Braves. They've got other issues. Forget the Braves. They can't beat anybody. Jack is calling from the West Side. What's up, Jack? Hey, Sal. Um, you know, it's about as humiliating a loss as we've had on, you know, that I can remember. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, 07 and 08 when, you know, once Billy Wagner got hurt, we just didn't matter who we threw out there. They got clobbered. And, and I think, you know, um, we all knew that, the veterans were stop gaps while they were rebuilding the farm system. They gave, you know, a Cy Young winner a two-year, whatever, $43 million a year contract. I don't think anybody questioned that or sure are we all happy to have them on board. Um, but, um, you know, the bullpen, you know, tonight, you know, with, with the offensive game we had, the bullpen pitched six and two, 2.2 innings, gave up 12 hits and eight runs. And, um, you know, Drew Smith, we've got like five Drew Smiths on the team, guys who are just, who can't throw a secondary pitch, you know, get, you know, you know, home runs every three to five innings. Um, personally, I, you know, I'm not looking to, you know, uh, scapegoat anybody, but I do believe that Vogelback and Hunter should not be on the plane to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they, what about I think Drew Smith? To... Why does he, why does Drew Smith make it? Well, cause to me, Drew Smith is sort of interchangeable with, uh, Brigham and the Gosick, you know, um, like, I don't understand, like, you know, when Drew Smith has, like, you know, a 111 batting average against his fastball and his slugging against his three other pitches is 845 to 1,000, you know, um, why are they even bothering to have him throw those pitches? Why can't he just move his fastball around? I mean, I, 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 I think Here Drew would Smith be my is- concern. Who in this front office thinks that Drew Smith is any good? Like who uh, is it? Scouts here? Is it player? Like who is player development? Who's watching this guy and says, you know what? I think this guy. I think he's going to be good for us. And then we see him in the games, and all he does is give up home runs. So, see, the Mets don't know how to evaluate talent. That's what would be my concern. Whether it's Epler, whether it's his staff, somebody on that or in that front office, or or somebody's maybe multiple people think that Drew Smith is good. Multiple people think that Daniel Vogelback should be on this team. How is that even possible? Yeah, agreed. And all over baseball, there are teams with loaded bullpens. I mean, even the Braves, who didn't have a great night, um, their bullpen did do the job, and they still had another arm in the bullpen who was a viable arm if they needed to go to it. Um, So, um, I mean, their starters had a bad series. The only, you know... The only thing I'm gonna like, I'm gonna give you some rose-colored glasses. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything, um, but the team has shown some different things. The what Alvarez has done, um, you know, I think Verlander can be better. I don't think he's gonna go from a Cy Young winner to a mediocre in one year. Um, it, 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 I, I think Senga is gonna be. But, all but right. better against what? I mean, better against what? When it? When exactly are we gonna see it? I mean, it's not just the excuse. Well, he's been dominant against everybody, and the Braves got him. No, that's not true either. He he has not been dominant against everybody. He's been up and down. Scherzer Agreed. the same thing. Scherzer was finally Scherzer Jack was finally starting to look like the Max Scherzer of old. The timing couldn't have been any better. He actually within the game that he gave up five runs and eleven hits. He actually dominated within that very game. 
and still lost it. So why would I think that at some point either of these two guys are going to go out there and dominate? Why? Totally fair. And now Scherzer honestly looks like an 85-90 pitch pitcher. He just looks like he can't. He's going to run out of gas. Right. Like, so that's not good. That, that's um, not what they so, paid but, for. But you know, like you said, you know, you you can't take you can't even think about anything until they get to 500, and that's that's all fair, and maybe it won't happen. But the one the one thing I'll say is that lots of teams, like the Braves, added four outfielders when they, the year that they went to the World Series. Um, tons of teams have totally rebuilt their bullpen um, in the second half. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I think it could happen. It's, it's, I, I, I don't think we're as bad as we've looked in these last six, six games. You know, I was talking to Fleegs and, and even you, Kenny was teasing you about how optimistic you were, you know, 10 days ago and where yeah. you're at now. And I think that's the paradox of this team is that, you know, no, no uh, but it's, Fleegs it's not a- that. It's, it's not that, Jack. And as always, thank you for the call. It's not that. It's that they had a glimmer of hope after they swept the field. Like, they were. They finally started to turn the season around. Here we go. Oh, a season-saving win against the Rays, right? An embarrassment that that was, that they should have lost that game and almost did. And if not for Alvarez, they would have. But it took a miracle to come back and win that game. And everybody was thinking, oh, maybe this is the one that's going to turn the season around. And what they do? They made it stick that next day, right? And then they made it stick by sweeping the Guardians. So you're feeling good. Okay, they've turned the corner. They're back to what they were a year ago. And then they lose four of six to the bullcrap Cubs and the Rockies. So that's total regression. And then I'm thinking, all right, big picture. They played well against the Rays and Guardians. There were some signs where it felt like they were playing a little bit better, but they weren't over the They ended up losing four of those six games. See what happens here. Reset on the off day and go have, go out there and take on the Phillies, division rival. And they sweep the Phillies. So now you're thinking, all right, maybe that road trip was an aberration. And you're looking at thinking, all right, they get the Blue Jays coming in and then the all-important matchup with the Braves against the team, the Braves, that did lose two out of three to the Oakland A's. So it's not like the Braves can't be beat. It's only that the Braves can't be beat by the Mets. So when I was looking at that, I was thinking, well, they just swept the Phillies. They're at home against the Blue Jays, and they're going to have their two aces lined up in Atlanta. If things go well here, the season could change for this team. I called it going in a season-defining series, and it was, and they got swept. Their season is effectively over. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666, a little 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Another rough night for the Mets. And really, does it matter this weekend? I got news for you. Like, the last thing I want to do this weekend is watch this crappy team play the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, I just have zero. Now, Pittsburgh's a nice scene there, you know, the good ballpark, whatever. I got, I got stuff to do. Unfortunately... The stuff that I have to do is not really stuff that I want to do either. Like I told you yesterday, we get to go to our our friend's house, my wife's friends. We get to go to our friend's house Saturday. And you know, have the kids have a play date, and we haven't seen them in a while. And it's going to be great. And you know, which what really is not that bad. It's only probably like two and a half hours drive uh, through Jersey, you know, from Long Island. So that won't be that bad. It's not like I've been driving all week, you know, to the two jobs in the city, back and forth, five days a week, all different hours. So Saturday morning, I'll wake up nice and early on my only day off, and we'll go down to our, hers, our friend's house and have fun, you know, with the, with the kids running around and maybe order some food and whatever. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk some Mets baseball because, my wife's friend's husband is a big Mets fan and all that stuff, and I can't wait to. It's really going to be. It's, yeah. But anyway, I'm. I don't want to watch the Mets. I'd rather watch Yankee Sox. See how the Yankees do. I told you the Yankees have been the more entertaining team all year long. Anyway, I know that they're better, but a lot of times when the Yankees are better. They're still boring because they're so good. Now, you know, individual talent watching Judge go nuts last year, eh, that's a different story. But just in general, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, they're going to squash this team anyway. It's not a fun matchup. But I'm looking forward to the Yankees-Red Sox this weekend. And then, of course, after the Mets play the Pirates, after the Yankees play the Red Sox, an off day for each, and then we have it, the Subway Series. (sighs) What's going to be in store for that one? The thing that sucks, as I was saying earlier, you might not have Pete or Judge. We know Judge isn't going to be in there. But how about a Subway Series without Aaron Judge and without Pete Alonzo? That's not good. But either way, I'm just not I can't I'm I'm not excited at all about this Mets team. And there's also going to be that natural letdown after the excitement of this big series with the Braves. Not only did they get swept, but just it would have been a letdown even if they won two out of three to watch them in Pittsburgh. And like I said, I'm not taking them seriously until they get to 500 or until... You know what will re, uh, reinvigorate me? Cut Vogelback. Cut Drew Smith. Then I'll start to get excited. 877-337-6666. David is calling from Little Falls, New York. What's up, David? Good morning, Sal. Good morning. 
Hey, awesome take with the with the Rudolph with the uh, Mount of uh, Misfit Toys. Awesome. Well, thank you. No, I'm serious because uh, perhaps you uh, you say you drive. Maybe you heard my take yesterday. I pulled a Hogan's uh, Heroes card out on the Boomer Show there with the deal, and I brought in Major Hochsteller to fire Volker uh, back, and, and I wanted Mark Cannon too. So I get those analogies; they're awesome. And I know you don't like the show, Walter. Take. But please, like your intro said, allow the fans to rant a little bit. Allow me to prove to you within a minute or so if you can give me that Buck Walter is the guy to be fired. Why? You, well, you were right on in all of your points earlier. They built the team around Scherzer and um, with the um, – um, Verlander. Uh, thank you. So that's the whole core of what the Mets are about. And they rolled the dice with that, and they put a surrounding staff. When – when you started the year, Sal, with the Mets, you were hoping, like all of us, we're a contender. We're there. We got the pieces. We just got to get this done. Now, those guys aren't panning out. Here's the thing that went wrong and why I think he's got to be fired. Remember, we wanted our George Steinbrenner. We wanted a guy to come throwing the money. Now we got that guy. But see, the, the payoff or the, the fallback with that, I should say, is when you get the George Steinbrenner, you got to get the guy who's willing to ax people who don't get it done. I'm thinking great managers, even better than Buck, Billy Martin, Lou Pinella. What else we got? Uh, you, Dave, you've been going on for you've been going on for two minutes. I have not heard one legitimate reason why Buck Showalter should be fired. Because they built the team around success, and people are coming here to graze now. You got Shazer, you got all these guys getting paid three hundred seventy-seven million, and guys, forty million, and, and they are. They are hurting our team. And how is this Bucks' fault? And get to the point. How is it Bucks' fault? There's complacency. Uh, You've been telling me you're going to tell me why for 20 minutes. I'm waiting for you to tell me why. Tell me. Uh, You've been saying you're going to tell me why. Tell me why. I just did. It's okay to lose. No, you didn't. You heard the interview last night. He's still pimping that we're going to do this, this, and everything's going to be okay. If they don't get radical and this owner don't make some axes and fire some people, it's going to be another lost season. I'm tired of watching all my teams lose now. Jets, Mets. Well, Knicks. that's that's not point. my problem. And that's you. That's a you problem, and not a me problem. And thank you for the call, David. You the, the guy goes. You come on and say, I'm going to tell you why. If you just give me a minute, I'm going to tell you why they should fire Buck Showalter. You didn't. I gave you five minutes. You didn't say once why they should fire Buck Showalter. I'm asking you for a reason, not that you think they should do it just to do it because George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner used to fire managers left and right, so that's why they should fire Buck Joe Walter? Oh, okay. I mean, is that what, was that the reason? I must have missed it. What did Buck do? What, you didn't like his post-game press conference last night that he said he was proud that the team fought back in the game? Or that he was going to try to take some positives? What do you want him to do? Say, yeah, you know what? Lakata's right. These guys suck. Season's over. See ya. Anything else? Anybody got anything else for me? Now, I mean, believe me, if he said that, I would love it. He's not going to say that. You think Buck doesn't care? You think Buck doesn't do his job well? Here's where guys should get fired. When they don't do their job well. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Drew Smith, Francisco Lindor, Daniel Vogelback, Jeff McNeil, Starling Marte, those guys 
are the reasons the Mets are losing. And I can obviously name a lot more. Those guys aren't doing their job. Justin Verlander was brought here to be an ace. Max Scherzer was brought here to be an ace. Both those guys were given three-run leads by this offense. Both those guys gave it up. Can Drew Smith pitch a clean inning without giving up a two-run homer? A three-run game. Three-run game. The guy's got to give up a two-run homer on a night where they desperately need a clean inning there. He didn't do his job. Those guys should get fired, not the manager. This is not Buck Showalter's fault at all. Just like when you call and talk about, oh, Boone's got to go, Aaron Boone. It's not Aaron Boone. Let's just play hypothetical. Steve Cohen wakes up today and says, you know what? I've had enough. I'm making a change. And he fires Buck Showalter. He's irrational like George Steinman, right to your point. Fires Buck Showalter. Then what? Anybody that you could think of to be their manager would be worse than Buck Showalter. That's number one. Number two, how exactly does that improve the team? Oh, you got a little fire under him. Yeah, okay. You think firing Buck Showalter is going to make this team better? You know what would make this team better? Better players. Players that do their job. Players that are getting paid 80 million or whatever, 43 million bucks each. And whatever Lindor's getting per year, you know, $341 million overall. Players that do their jobs. That's what would make this team better. But yet, you want to fire Buck Showalter. And you still didn't give me a good reason. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Boy, I'll tell you this. First of all, Sal, I agree with everything you're saying about the Mets. I think it's so on point. This was one of the worst series losses in a long time, just because I think coming off of how bad they've been, and you know, we're looking for some glimmer of something, and boy, it was, it was just hard to take. You know, Sal, before I get to my point, I was just thinking, I, I have one little idea maybe you can help us out with. I don't know if you're done with the mulching yet. Are you done or you have more to no. do? No, I'd, I'd rather do that than drive down to, uh, you know, our, our friend's house on Saturday. But I got like right, a what third I'm, of maybe, it left. Maybe we could do like a, some kind of like, a, you know, you can take some photos of Vogelback and Hunter and Drew Smith and chop them up and bury them under the moat like an exorcism. <laughs> I I don't want those guys anywhere near me. I don't want to That's see any true. of you them You don't want again. them in your backyard. <laughs> you know, Val, on the pitching thing, it's funny when you were talking about, like, you're, of course, we know they're built around that those two starters mostly, but I think when Quintana comes back, it seems to me their only hope is to go to a six-man rotation because Clearly, Senga can't pitch on regular rest. We've seen Verlander now after pitching 116 pitches. Derzer seems like he could always use a day rest. I don't even know if they even squeak into the postseason. You can't expect those three people to go. I, I guess think for them to make any effort at getting better, they might have a better chance with a six-man rotation to give those guys one more day rest. 
Maybe, and then you bring up another point why I don't think they're going to be successful in the postseason, and thank you for the call, Chris, as always, because the the restrictions on Kodai Senga, for starters, not to mention Scherzer and Verlander, as you mentioned, getting them healthy into the postseason is going to be one thing, and then getting them to actually pitch well in the postseason, a whole nother, but even Kodai Senga. You know, he's avoided the the wrath these last few days because he didn't pitch in the Brave series. But he's one who, you know, got this thing started off the wrong way, starting Sunday on normal rest, going two innings. So the Mets had to abuse the bullpen then. Think about that. This time through the rotation, if you start with Senga, he went two innings, and Verlander goes three innings today. That's two starts out of the four, the last four starts that your starter hasn't gotten out of the third inning. I think it just can't happen. But the restrictions for a guy who can't pitch on normal rest, that's another question mark with this team. Look, eventually it's going to end. And then there's going to be that definite, you know that they weren't good enough. I already see that now. You want to have hope as a fan, and I get it. There's still a half a season to play. People are going to say, there's a long way to go. 100 games left. Anything could happen. You get into the postseason. The reality is this team as currently constructed isn't good enough. End of story. And it's not because of the manager. It's because of the players. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Now kind of back on the fan. We'll finish up with your calls here the final 10 minutes or so of the show. we got a lot to get to. Let's get them all in. Eric is calling from Ron Konkama. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Good morning. Uh, you know, I, I think I came up with my idea of uh, I just just put the uh, camera clutch on the whole team, you know, that, uh, you know, one by one, just go to each one and throw them in the camera clutch. Oh, what do you, I mean, what, are you um, trying to have a battle royal? You, you got to pick one guy. I mean, come on. No, but but there's a lot of guys that need need to be put on, quite honestly, to, to get them going, you know. But uh, you know, uh, look, you know, the, it sounds like a lovely way to spend a Saturday. Just just be aware on I don't know which way you're going on the way home, but uh, big concert at MetLife Stadium, so you may want to avoid that way coming back. What uh, concerts at MetLife you know, Stadium? Uh, Ed Sheeran. So it's gonna be uh, yeah, it's gonna be packed there. So you, I don't know which way you're coming back. So, um, so I just want to make you aware of that. I don't know what time your, you know, your travel plans are. So, um, yeah, I, well, I don't know either, obviously, because if we're up to me, it would be zero. I, I would have no travel. Right, yeah, right. Would, so, so, uh, um, unfortunately, well, I'm not taking the lead on this one. This is me taking the, uh, you know, this is me sacrificing. This is me being a good. Yeah, husband. no, I get it. I, I just figured I'd throw that out there for you this way. Hopefully yeah, thank you. you. No, I appreciate it. that. Thanks yeah. for the heads up. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think it was Elise that mentioned it yesterday. You know, as far as like even with Scherzer, I mean, uh, what, what, uh, there, there was a stat that was thrown out there about how uh, even even now he's fallen off with the third time through the rotation. So I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, fall off with, with uh, uh, performance, or like you said, stamina. You know, the Sengo on regular days rest or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of unknown now uh, with with how to handle the team. 
uh, you know, certain players or, or however you want to make it up. So it certainly does, doesn't exactly, uh, bring a lot of optimism going forward. Uh, and, and I like that checklist that you put out there. My, my only change to that would be, I, I want to see like a good six to eight games above 500 before I could, you know, start taking this, this team any sort of seriously. I think if yeah, we get to that point, I think, and, and thank you for the call, Eric, as always, I think if we get to that point, you know, five or six over 500. Yeah, of course. To me, to, to even start talking about a team or take them remotely seriously, they've got to be at 500. So that's like rule number one. If you're not a 500 team, especially at this point in the season, obviously in the beginning of the year, you know, the record's going to fluctuate potentially. You might not be at uh, 500 all the time, whatever. But if you're not a 500 team by now, I can't take you. Like, you're not in the conversation. And let alone conversation for World Series, because that's what people are still talking about. Oh, no, you get to the postseason. Anything could happen. This season's not over. Uh, no, it's over. And I won't even want to discuss them until they're at 500 again. And I can't take them seriously if they still think Drew Smith is good or if they believe Daniel Vogelback can help this team. He can't. They're wrong. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Hi, Sal. How are you? Good, Brett. How you been? I'm very good. I usually don't call you about baseball because I definitely don't know enough to be able to, you know, go back and well, forth with you. But I am... You don't, you don't know enough about football either. That doesn't stop you. Oh, oh right off yeah. the bat. I was being nice. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, I'm just, I'd, I'd I'm just messing that. with you. I'm just messing with you. All right. There we go. All right. Um, but, but Sal, man, just like I listen to you, you know, and you get me through, and it's like I wanted to drive off the road. I know a lot of Mets fans, and they're negative, but you are the most negative Mets fan I've ever heard in my entire life. And some of that stuff is true. There is 100 games left. There are three games under 500. And it's like you're like you won't even talk about them seriously. You made a statement before to me. Sounded silly. You said, oh, yeah, look at the Phillies last year. They made it to World Series, but they lost. If the Mets did that and lost the World Series, that wouldn't be, you wouldn't be happy. I mean, if they made it to the World Series, so not, not, you're not even going to be happy? They have to win a World Series? That's where we're at? Yes. Yes. Correct. That's where we're at. Oh, okay. Those are some real expectations. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, they just, are. They are real expectations. I mean, well, it's a, but right, that's so, what it is. They have the high. You realize, uh, you realize they have the highest payroll in baseball, right? That doesn't always matter. There's many instances where people spend the money. You you always refer to that. I think you got to stop. It's not always about paying the money. But I'll tell you this: if they do get this, is the it is in this case. This. You're you're not paying. You're not spending money for fun. They're putting money into this team so they can win, so they can be legitimate World Series contenders. They haven't won a World Series since 1986. Everybody else in their division has won at least one in that time frame. It's time for the Mets to go win a World Series. So you're you're asking me if the Mets were to make the World Series and lose, would I be happy? The answer is absolutely, unequivocally let, not. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you. This. Okay, you said it before. You did say, I do think they'll make the postseason. All right, so we get to the postseason. They don't look great. But the pitching then, does that change for you? I know they're older and they've been underachieving, but does that change postseason? Would you be happy with them? Hey, these guys got the pedigree for the postseason. No, they got no. the experience. You wouldn't but, be. Okay. No, because we saw it. And good to hear from you, Brett. Thank you for the call. And I was just messing with you. I, I know you know football. The, a little. The, 
we saw last year in the biggest spot of the year where they had DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett lined up, their three guys, and they got beat in a big post in the big series in Atlanta and then again in the postseason. So, no, I wouldn't get excited about it. And you say I'm the most negative Met fan. That is absolutely not true. Last year, I was the one who believed in this team before anybody else did. I told you that they were going to win the division because I believed in them. You can't be more positive than that, calling the division over because I believed in this team on May 31st. And what'd they do? How'd they repay me? I'm not negative. I'm realistic. Steve is calling from Beachwood. What's up, Steve? No, you're right. I was just I was just mimicking those words. You're spot on right. You are realistic, man. That's why most of us really agree with you ninety nine percent of the time. I was telling Fleek, Sal, you know, I think Cohen, you know what he did? I, when he put those unrealistic numbers out to the fans, I want a championship in three to five years. I, I think you know what he's doing, Sal? I think he was trying to appease the beaten down Met fans from the Wilpon days who didn't spend any money. He went out there. You know, he should have really said he spent, he spent bad money, in my opinion. The Lindor trade's going to be awful at the end of that contract. Um, you know, Kana looks done. Marte looks shot. We should have done so. He should have said, yeah, I want to be like the Dodgers, but it's going to take a while to be the Dodgers. It's going to be a while to build a farm system because it's not anything like it should be. And then I think if you would have done that and said it that way, spent some money, I think we would have been more realistic and we wouldn't be like, hey, well, we're going to be in the World Series in two years. This is tremendous when it's not real. Well, I don't, I'm not going to hold him, and thank you for the call, Steve. I'm not going to hold him to that three to five years. That's a comment. He was asked a question, and he said, you know, it was kind of hopeful. You can't guarantee anything in, well, really in life, but in sports. You could spend the most money. doesn't mean you're going to win. So what if they don't win in five years? What if they win in the six? People go, up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh, nope. You said five. You said five. He's trying. He's done everything he can to put this team in position to win. They're not getting the job done. This is on the players. This is not on him. Chris is in Bergen County. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Sal? I know you were up against the wall, and you are absolutely right. Yes, you do win. You play the game to win the championship. Bottom line. I, I don't know what Rick's thinking. But in either case, true story. Sitting at the kitchen table tonight, listening to the Mets game with my three boys. Nemo hits Grand Slam. They go crazy. This is awesome. I, I'm sitting there. Stark, no emotion whatsoever. My kids look at me, they're like, well, what's the matter, Dad? I'm like, they blew two, four run leads past two nights. What's going to happen? I go to sleep. I get up at 10.30 to come in to work. 10.10, bottom 10. <laughs> smash. Three-run shot. I finish putting on my socks. I walk into the bathroom. I throw up. I turn around, grab my keys, drive into work. Thanks a lot. Have a great night, Sal. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, speaking of throwing up, Hector in Washington Heights, how did you uh, handle the sweep? I didn't throw up, but that doesn't sound like a bad idea, to be honest with you. And so I don't know how much time we got here, so I'm just going to say this, man. You and I, we, we wanted Buck. We were happy we got Buck. And I'm not saying you got to fire Buck. I'm not going to blame Buck because it is on the players. But Buck has, and, and, and I'm surprised by this. I didn't think he would do this. He has given his team a sense of complacency um, that I don't know if they can get out of now. And the more he keeps making the comments that he makes, like he did last night, and listen, I know he's not going to come out here and say, like, you and I, these guys think, 
But you could say, like, these guys got to be better. And what's going on right now is unacceptable. He could say that. He could say that without saying everybody's things. Um, but I, I, I don't know. For some reason, he refuses. And, and, and these guys, they're mentally weak. The whole thing with Peter Alonso getting hit and nobody wanting to fight, nobody getting drilled on the other team, him going out of his way to say that Charlie Moore didn't hit him on purpose and apologize and all that stuff. All that is nonsense, man. This team has they're, no, no whatsoever. They're, they're soft. They're soft. And thank you for the call, Hector. Glad we got you in. They're soft. They proved they were soft last year when the Braves got them and all they had to do was win a game. And they've never recovered. And again, they proved that they're soft. And if you had any doubts about it, they proved it this series in particular. Long way to go to get out of it and build back the trust again. They haven't been good. Good for them to believe, but we need to see it. All right, thanks for to Fleeks as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy your weekend. See you Monday morning at 2 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 1019 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.